All week long, as I've been reflecting on these readings, I've had the line from the song Big Yellow Taxi, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? Um, I know it from The Counting Crows. I think it was a Joni Mitchell song originally. But it's so true, isn't it, that don't you, doesn't it always seem to go you don't know what it's what you got till it's gone, like air conditioning, for example, right now. Um, it's incredible how we don't notice how good we've got things so much of the time until they're gone, like a day and age when we didn't have to worry about wearing masks, right, or just shaking hands and all those different things. And, of course, we can talk about those sort of, you know, little things we're going through right now. But the reason that line kept coming to mind in regard to these readings is when you look at what's going on with who Jesus Christ is and who he is in our life and the way that he comes to us, it's far too easy to neglect him or leave him to the side or assume that he's something that he's not. And I say it because if you look at the gospel today, just before we get to verse 25 in the 11th chapter of the gospel of Matthew, he goes through a few woe statements. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. Woe to you, Capernaum. Why? Because if the mighty works that were done in their midst had been done in Tyre and Sidon and even in Sodom and Gomorrah, people would have repented and come to him and been with him and would have been happy and at rest, but they rejected him. They wouldn't accept him. Jesus was literally walking and talking and healing and doing incredible things, driving out the devil in their midst, but they didn't want anything to do with him. And then, this is the the incredible thing about our Lord, and this is a gem in the midst of the Gospel of Matthew. Right after that, what does he do? He's talking to his heavenly Father. And it's interesting, that word exclaimed. At that time, Jesus exclaimed. A better way almost to translate that is, at that time, Jesus responded, as though he's always in conversation with his heavenly Father. And he says, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, You have revealed them to the little ones, the little ones, the people who trust in him. Now, it doesn't mean we shouldn't study about him. We shouldn't strive to learn about him, to grow in wisdom. I mean, it's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But there's trouble when we treat theology, when we we treat religion. Heck, we even treat our religious practice as something that we own, we're in charge of, we've got, you know, it's all in a box and it's there. And, you know, I'm the master of this and I move on when really... We need to recognize the fact that he comes to us humbly and is with us and is with us all the time. And sometimes I think it's easy to not realize what we've got. And the danger is one day this current setting in which Christ comes to us, just like he came to the people in Chorazin and Bethsaida and Capernaum and went to all these places, folks, he comes to us too. He's with us all the time, with us in the sacraments. And I think, I love this too. This is a good thing about the way that Mass is outside, even if it's hot and humid. But the fact that we get to come out to you. I mean, it's like the good shepherd coming to the flock to feed the flock. And the fact is we receive Holy Communion. We don't take it. It's not as though, you know, we put out a bowl of the Blessed Sacrament everybody comes up. No, I mean, we are literally fed by Christ. He wants to give us himself. He doesn't make us like reach out and take. And ultimately, what we need to do 
is recognize the fact that he humbly comes to us. As we hear in that prophecy from Zacharias, so many years before the coming of Christ, that he comes to us on a donkey, right? And which should spring to mind Palm Sunday, which, by the way, I love it when we get to read this gospel, read that in Spanish, just because the word for little donkey is burrito. I just, it's really great. It's nice to know that. Um, So just so you're aware. But the deeper context there is if the king is riding on the full of an ass, he's not coming in battle raiment. He's not coming in a tank. He's coming humbly. He's opening up his arms to us. This week, I was really blessed to get to go to Lake Norman. We rented a boat, went out with my niece and my nephews. And it was fun to be in the water and reach out to my little nephew, Matthew, and say, jump in, buddy. Come on, you can do it. And he was just terrified. He didn't want to do it. He's only three. It's okay. You know, someday he will jump in. But the interesting thing is, is like, that's the way our Lord is with us sort of each and every day of our life. He's there. He's saying, go, jump in, take my yoke upon you. Like even if the water is murky and you don't know what's coming, he's there to catch us. As we were getting everything ready today for mass and I was walking past the stations of the cross, it's sort of like this image of he's done it before us. He's gone before us bearing his cross. Now we need to trust him that he'll help us to do exactly the same thing. Now, he says to Chorazin and Bethsaida and Capernaum that there will come that day of judgment, and it would be better to have been in Sodom and Gomorrah, and they will feel worse because he was in their midst. He was there. He was showing them his mighty works, and they still turned away from him. I think the big warning for us as we see the humble way that God opens up for us the inner life of the Trinity giving glory to his heavenly father, thanking him for the fact that that humility of the little ones, not pretending, "Ah, I've already got it all figured out. I don't need religion. Well, let's be honest. We all need it. And not, not just mere religion, but relationship with Jesus Christ, who literally comes to us, gives us himself in the blessed sacrament, is there in the confessional to forgive our sins. That when we go to him humbly and we say, I'm sorry, I fell. I I don't know how to do this. He's there to pick us up again, to give us, and this is a big thing here too. He says, my yoke, right? He doesn't just give us some arbitrary cross to crush us. No, he gives us what we need to keep going. For my little nephew, Matthew, is it a risk to jump into the pool, into the lake? Yes, it is. It's tough. It's scary, right? But I know it's good for him. I know he'll have fun. I know that he's going to be okay in there. And that's why I'm willing to reach out my hands to him. The same thing happens for us with our crosses. Our Lord goes ahead of us, reaches out to us, and says, don't be afraid to take the risk. Don't be afraid of my yoke. I'm there with you. I'm there to help you to carry it. I'm there to move along with you all the way. And the scary thing is, is that he's given us liberty. He's given us the freedom, like those in Chorazin and Bethsaida and Capernaum, to turn our back on him. And the beautiful thing that we need to recognize is that we don't have to do that. We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in isolation. We need to stay close to him. And I think in some ways right now, because I know I'm feeling it, I'm sure a lot of you are too, it's like the anxiety of terror on all sides, right? Like we heard, I think it was from the prophet Jeremiah a few weeks ago in the first reading. Things are crazy right now. We don't have to pretend that they're not. But the beautiful thing is, is that Christ remains in our midst. He continues to come to us. 
He doesn't leave us alone. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, don't let it be it always seems to go. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. He is here, continues to be with us, meek and humble of heart, calling us into his rest. Yes, things are crazy. Yes, they're uncertain. But you know what is more certain than any of that is his love. He's died for us already. He died for us on the cross. That is an established fact. And that death did not overcome him. He is risen from the dead. He's already in the lake, so to speak, calling us into the glory of his freedom, of his peace, of his rest. And as long as we don't stand there as too wise, too learned, too proud, and turn our back on him, we too can know that rest. Come to him every day. Be with him in prayer. Pray that rosary. It's that continual meditation on the fact that he has gone before and that he has not deserted us, that he continues to be with us, gives us himself in the sacraments, and does not abandon his people. My brothers and sisters in Christ, our humble and meek Lord comes to us today. Don't turn your back on him. Don't walk away, but cling to him each and every day. And in him who reaches out to you, find that true and lasting rest. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.